Hello and welcome. My name is Adam Barnard, and on behalf of GateWorld.net, I'm here with actress Salome Azizi, who plays Auset in Stargate Origins. Salome, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me, Adam. It's a pleasure. Um, your name almost sounds like something from Stargate. It's an incredible name. What's the uh, root of that? Where does that come from? Actually, uh, Salome is from the Bible. And she oh. was a princess. She, yeah, she was the one who fell in love with John the Baptist and then um, did the dance of the seven veils to seduce her stepfather in order to get John the Baptist beheaded because he wouldn't kiss her. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he wasn't in love with her. So, <laughs> so yeah, she's quite a character. I didn't know that. And I feel like I, I failed... Uh, I, I failed my upbringing because I grew up in the church and I grew up going to church every Sunday. So I should have recognized that, but I didn't. Um, so where are you from? Yeah, I was born in Iran. I'm from Iran. Um, and that name, it's, well, my mom just really, she, I think she read the story of Salome or she read another book that had Salome um, as one of the main characters. And she fell in love with that name and that's where I got it from. So, but I'm originally from Iran. Um, and then I grew up in London as a young, as a little girl. Yeah, you do have an English, that's an English accent, correct? Yeah. What's left of it anyway? I don't know. <laughs> right. There. When did you move? Funny, yeah. When did you move from Iran to England? Um, I think I was probably about five or six, something like that. I can't remember exactly what year it was, but I was really young. Yeah. Okay. So you kind of, you, you got the English, you grew up in that English setting pretty early on. So that was the pronunciation of the words that you learned at that point. Yeah. Right? That's, so when did you, I'm guessing at some point you came to the United States. Can you tell us a bit about how you got into the film industry as an actress and how your journey, you know, once you moved to England led to that? Yeah. You know, I always wanted to act. Um, but when like, I went to university and I did, um, I got my law degree and cause you know, at the time I wasn't really committed to it, but it was something that I really wanted to do. But, you know, I wanted to have like a job that, um, was stable. <laughs> and so I was like, Oh, maybe, you know, I sort of like got my law degree and all that stuff. But once I started practicing, I realized that I didn't, it wasn't some, you know, I enjoyed studying it, but it wasn't something I wanted to commit my life to. Right. So, um, I kind of dabbled in other things. I got into um, like journalism, production, all that stuff. And then when I moved to San, to San Francisco, which is where uh, I landed when I came to um, America, uh, I started working for an advertising agency. But um, And at that time I was married. Um, and then my marriage kind of like started to disintegrate. So I thought I seized my opportunity to come to Los Angeles and um, pursue my lifelong passion of acting. Oh, wow. So here I am. <laughs> How long ago yeah. did you move to LA then? Was it recently or? Um, it was about four years ago, four and a half years ago. And you've had quite a storied career since then, right? Like you have a, a pretty significant amount of credits for just being in this, uh, being in the industry for like four years. Yeah, I got really lucky. Um, it was, quite an exciting run for me. I hope it's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stargate is a very great place to be to, to continue and elevate your career. Um, the role is just incredible. I wanted to ask, um, being someone who has a Middle Eastern background, do did you ever find you were getting like typecast a lot? And how does this role differ 
um, or maybe it doesn't differ from the other roles you've gotten. Because I know like with uh, Siobhan Aladdin, who played uh, Wasif, it was interesting because I heard a story that he was so excited to get this because so many times he's been playing, you know, this insurgent or this terrorist. You get cast in all the action shows and it's kind of unfortunate that so many talented actors get, you know, cast for one specific myopic role. So what was it? How did uh, uh, Stargate role of a set tie into kind of your, your career profile? Well, actually, let me just say something about that, like being typecast. Um, I know a lot of people don't like being typecast and I think it's like disappointing because they're constantly getting um, you know terrorist number one or whatever but one of my um, acting coaches Aaron Spicer when I first started he was saying that uh, actually it's it's a good thing because if you become typecast you do it so well you become so amazing at it that you know eventually people are like oh let's get the terrorist or um I don't know, the nurse or whatever it is. And then they'll immediately think of you because you, you, you know, you can become so good at doing that. Um, and then once you get your foot in, then you can start expanding and going, right. um, you know, uh, exploring other characters. So I don't think it's necessarily a, a bad thing, okay. but, um, as for me, I have been very lucky cause I've, um, I haven't really been, been typecast. And I think it probably that has a lot to do with my English accent. <laughs> so, um, with that, I've got a lot of like journalists and doctor roles, and um, I've done a lot of different things actually. So no, I don't think I've ever been typecast. I did go out for um, a lot of uh, open ethnicity stuff, so I get to. I'm not just stuck in like Middle Eastern or you know. <laughs> you played a doctor on on the network show Blackish, right? That was, you had like a recurring role, right? That's right, yeah. Um, and then I also played like a director, um, uh, which was another recurring role. And that was in uh, Famous in Love. That was recent. I've, yeah, so, and I played a journalist, you know, I've like for NCIS and like a mother for this movie that I did back in 2016, American Fighter. And actually the, the second um, one is coming out this, either this summer or early next year. Um Sorry, the first one was called American Wrestler. This is called American Fighter. So it's like I've had, I've been lucky enough to have quite varied characters to play. So in regards to Stargate, um, when you went out for the audition, or just say even bef- the day before you went out for the audition, did you know anything about the franchise? Had you heard of it? Had you p- perhaps been a fan of previous shows? Yeah, you know, I've always been a fan of sci-fi. Um, and I had watched Stargate. Um, many years ago and I enjoyed it I remembered it but when I went out for the audition I didn't know it was for Stargate at all the way it was done I thought I was going for like because they said it was a web show web series so I was thinking it's like a student project or something (laughs) something like that um, I didn't even know it was Stargate even I, I, up to the point where I got the script, I didn't. I still didn't know it was Stargate. You know, when I got cast, I didn't know it was Stargate. I, all I knew was that it's the character and it's a web show and um, it's going to go on for X amount of weeks. And, you know, and I was really excited to be a part of it. But then once I started reading the script and I was like, Stargate? Like, I remember <laughs> at some point I was like, oh, I think they better have the rights to this because um, <laughs> it's for... <laughs> Because Stargate was a movie, and I don't know what they're doing with it. Right. <laughs> and then, um, 
once it clicked, I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. So that was nice. Um, so what was it? Did you have to audition multiple times? Did you do any chemistry reads or is it just like you went straight from an audition tape or an audition to an offer? I remember, no, I did it. Uh, I did a tape and then I went in for a callback and that was it. I did a self tape. And I remember for the self tape, I had to speak in ancient Egyptian and they had the clip from, um, the first Stargate, right? But right. because the ancient Egyptian was, um, the, the audio was manipulated. I couldn't understand. I mean, you couldn't understand what it was saying anyway, but. Because <laughs> they have that like flanger phaser effect on the voice, right? Is that. Yeah, exactly. And I put my, um, on Facebook, I was like, who speaks um, Egyptian or, you know, because I thought it was Egyptian, you know? And I spoke to a couple of my friends who listened to it and they were like, I have no idea what. I don't know what it's saying. It's not Egyptian. It's not Arabic. It's not, I didn't even actually say Egyptian. I said Arabic. But um, so if, what I did is I just um, went online and found some, something online, which I could, which was audible. And I just did that. I didn't even do what they were asking me to do. I just did something of my own. So, yeah, once you got cast in the role, it's quite an opulent costume design and a setup. How long did it take to get in the costume and makeup and, and, and incorporate that into your performance? Okay, so my bloody setup took forever because, <laughs> first of all, I had to wear those lenses, right? right? And those lenses were like the nightmare. They were my nightmare. They were like horrible because <laughs> they were the size of my eyeballs, right? And I yeah. couldn't do it myself. So somebody else had to like put those things on my in my eyes. And um, and then once they were in, I couldn't see anything because it was like a, everything was blurry. I had literally one sliver, you know, in, in the eye and um, the lens where you could see, but it wasn't even like in the center of my eyes. So I had to, it was really difficult. And I had to, people had to walk me around because I couldn't see what I was doing. Um, and unfortunately, I had to put those lenses in first because I, my my eyes were like watering and crying so much, so I had to get over that so it wouldn't ruin the makeup. And then, of course, the um, makeup and the the outfits, all that stuff, I loved. Uh, but yeah, I think it took me an hour, an hour and a half every day before um, I got ready to go on set. But you know, the team were so amazing and so talented and so creative. They had everything was amazing. I, I they did such an amazing job. Seriously, it was like hands down amazing. Yeah, because it's not just like it's not just like one element, like no. you know the eyes or the hair. It's like hair, makeup, eyes, well, pretty wild yeah, costumes. Costume. So that's like it's a whole it's a whole ordeal. It really is. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. That is great. Did you get to contribute at all? Like any ideas to the just like the appearance of the character? Not even like the performance choices. Like like with the hair or with the uh, makeup design or costume or stuff like that. No, I didn't. Um, but I think they had it spot on because. I, I went to see Kit, who was in charge of the costumes, and I sort of, um, she read me really well, I think. And I think she did that with all the characters. She just sort of looked at you, and then based on your look and um, who you are, she sort of went on with the, created these amazing um, wardrobe pieces. So I don't, I, I didn't feel the need to say anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? In terms of. Right. I, they had it down like and then the the makeup and the, the wig and all that stuff everything they they were spot on I don't I didn't feel the need to make any adjustments or anything you know what I mean I think they had the character 
really pinned well. And speaking of the character, Auset is different from a, a typical Goa'uld villain, especially if um, we're talking about villains from the TV shows, because they were in, very heavily featured in so many seasons of SG-1. She has a, a, a almost like benevolent or nurturing disposition. I mean, she has a harcesis, a forbidden child as well. Uh, it's kind of like, it's so weird because she's a villain. She's an author, uh, authoritarian, but she also has like a very personable side and that doesn't make her the most uh, amenable to other Goa'uld and especially to her, her master, Ra. Where do you think like that philosophy comes from f- for the character? Um, what did you see as her her backstory or her becoming this very dynamic um, sort of, quote, villain? Well, you know, for me, I never saw her as a villain at all. Um, she's, a, she's a goddess, goddess Isis. And if you go back into the history of Egyptian uh, culture, you'll see that uh, this goddess is, she was one of the main, like the first gods that was worshipped. And to this day, this character is still worshipped in some cultures. Um, and she is, you're right, she's in, she's, she represents so much, her character. Um, she's the mother. She's the, the goddess of the underworld. Uh, she's the goddess of uh, the poor, the rich. She's a protector. Um, she's brave. So all these elements were what I, I wanted to embody for this character because that's who I was looking to. Um, so for me, she was never, never a villain. You know what I mean? She was, uh, she was just somebody who was fighting to keep her child alive and to make this a better world for her people. Um, and so she did whatever she needed to do. She, you know, it, maybe, yeah, she hurt some people along the way, but it was really for the, the better, um, of the people and her her world and you know Ra and her had had some issues in the past so <laughs> um, <laughs> complicated relationship right yeah exactly so um and I, I she's super smart to me um and she's a diplomat and she you know she's she's a goddess and uh, that's what I want to bring out I, I didn't look at any other sort of villains in the Stargate family um or stories that I've you know I, I just didn't look I didn't go there because to me this was not that well there was definitely a, a regality to the character uh a, a royalty you know she, she had this presence and it's interesting when uh Bruca and the Germans also have a real presence mm-hmm. but when you put them in the same room as Auset which one of the highlights for Origins was in episode six, where pretty much all of it takes place in like that prison chamber. And it's just a, a communication between Professor Langford, the, the Nazis and yeah. and Auset and, and uh, Sir Kett. And it's it, it's so funny when you put the two together, Bruca's bluster is kind of diminished in the presence of Auset because she just has this magnetizing personality, like a larger than life personality, in my opinion. Damn, she's a goddess. Of course she does. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just, it's different, and like that was one of the highlights when you, when you do these kinds of shows, especially for a uh, show like Stargate that has such an entrenched uh, and storied history. You want to bring something that tweet, you know, provides a familiar character, a race of aliens, but gives it a spin. And yeah, she is a little less villainous. Like I think I said before, uh, it's a bit not really a mustache twirling villain like we're used to. It's kind of like a villain who 
who I think at one point she says, let him speak or, or let them fight it out. You know, she's not a control freak. She, uh, she has so much like respect and emotional awareness for those around her, which I think ties into her motherhood, I would suppose, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you're right about that. And I'm glad she wasn't, she wasn't mustache twirling. <laughs> I've got, I'm really happy that I got the opportunity to play this character. You know, I, I think it was, um, as a woman for me, it was very empowering. You know, um, I've, one of the, something that they say is that you don't choose the parts, they choose you. And I think it's absolutely correct, you know, for like, as, as an actor, um, it's all a journey. And for me, it was, uh, I think this character came across in my life at a time where, um, I needed that more, you know, it empowered me and it made me feel strong. And, um, and I think that I hope that came across in, in the character that I've outset. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah. I think she has depth and she's smart and she has love and compassion, but also she will do whatever she needs to do to get the stuff done. Especially protect her child as well. Oh, yeah. like when you become a parent, it just becomes such a priority um, to protect your children and to guard them. Um, a question like with the character, was there any uh, references outside of Egyptian mythology or Stargate that you pulled on as influences? Um, how, how you kind of brought her to life as an actress with her movement, her presence? You, you know what I'm saying? Like extending beyond what you go to, which is Egyptian history or, or what's in the script. What part of yourself or, or other influences were you able to infuse in that character? Um, I don't think I looked. You know, I made, this is one thing that I, I was quite aware of, and it was, I didn't go to look elsewhere for, like, villains, you know what I mean? I just sort of, I, it was something that came out, just came out naturally. It wasn't something that I planned, um, and I think, you know, actors, it's best not to plan, it's just, you have to sit with it, and then um, let the character grow, and then whatever comes out comes out you know what I mean it's not something that you plan so no I didn't I didn't go elsewhere for it I just uh really focused on the material and the script and went into the world of my imagination was there any highlights on set like specifically like certain scenes or character beats that or, or just you know experiences with the individuals on set that like yes that's the moment I'm going to remember in three decades you know that's that's like the cherished experience from from shooting Stargate Origins yeah one of the ones that I will always um remember was that very first day when I went on set and I could remember the Egyptian that I had memorized it was it was really bad because it was my first day and um I spent, you know, they put those lenses on me and I couldn't see anything. And it was kind of, it was really, it was really kind of stressful. And we were doing scene, this, uh, episode eight is what we were doing. That was the first one we shot. And um, all of a sudden, I, I forgot. I couldn't remember anything. And I was like, you know, I got, I started to really panic because I was like, I'm going to get fired. And it's like my day, my first day. I <laughs> And then there was like, people were trying to help me out. And it was like lunchtime, we were on break and everybody else was eating and I couldn't eat. I just wanted to throw up and I didn't know what to do. I was panicking. And then at one point I was like, okay, f*** it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to make this up. Nobody else knows what I'm saying anyway, right? I'm going to get it as close as I can. And at worst, they'll just be like, okay, let's do it in post. Say it again. And that's exactly what I did. So I went on and because the whole time I was in my head going, 
oh my god I can't remember so basically when my scene came up I just made up stuff <laughs> I mean I, I just went on with whatever I was I had in my head and right. and then but no, nobody knew the difference anyways at that point I was really liberated and empowered as an actor because I was able to get into the character and not think oh shit what's my next Egyptian line you know what I mean so for me that was a really um important moment because uh, I felt I made a choice I I got back into the character and I was it was liberating and I was fearless and I felt good about it it was really really good it's cool that you use that word liberated because that's something I've heard you say a couple times like the role really put you in a position where you could just act and and go on instinct and emotion and not do this precision balancing act I think we could both agree first off that like outset is a, a dynamic female character and it's in and that's really important to have because not all of them have that kind of empowerment and dynamism so like just like perhaps as an actress what do you see in your experience as the necessary factors or elements to create not just a dynamic female character but like a dynamic leader who's who's would be often classified as a villain but actually has more to them and isn't just kind of like a sexist cutout of of what like a female villain would be, if that makes sense. Um, well, I think that's down to the actor, really, because you have to bring bring your own personal experiences, um, life experiences, and um, you know make that character real. I mean, if you, I know it's sci-fi, and I think I remember at some point I was like, well, I don't want her. To, it was really important for me to make sure that Alfred wasn't like an alien, you know, yeah. like two dimensional or because for me, it's just a person. Right. And I think in acting we it doesn't matter what genre you're in, really, we're just telling a story and we want to be truthful. We want to tell the truth um, of the, of that moment of that emotion of that speech or whatever it is that we're doing. So, every character is uh, multidimensional, you know what I mean? So I, and I think it's really important for, for the actors to, and to bring that to the table and not just go with stereotypes. Yeah. It's interesting. As I get older, I start to notice there's less and less of a clear distinction between good and evil, you know, kind of like we were talking about earlier. It's we're brought up to, to look at movies and say, that's the good guy. And that's the bad guy. And the good guy needs to kill the bad guy to finish the movie and, and win at what he's trying to do. And, and, you know, like in life, there aren't really very many villains. There are just people with, with different who want different things and are willing to use different methods to achieve that. And I think like one of the interesting things about Origins was we kind of don't just have a hero and a villain. We have three parties. We have the Langfords and Captain Beale and, and Wasif, and then we have the Germans, and then we have Auset and Serket, and, and, and I guess kind of a fourth group of people, which are the Abadonians. And you, you kind of start to realize, like, it's, it's not all cut and dry. And um, you, you have to ask yourself, who is the villain in this story? I, I think in this story, it was more the Germans, but it put Auset in, a, in an interesting situation because it's not the baddie that's threatening Earth with a nuclear weapon. It's it, it's kind of like more intimate and, and personal to that specific character. Yeah. And also that um, brings to mind the, you know, like one person's terrorist is another person's freedom, freedom fighter, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's the same kind of concept it depends where you're 
what you you know if you if you're the Germans, you're probably thinking you don't see yourself as the villain. You know what I mean? Like for example, in real life, you and I don't do something, doing it, going, oh god, that's that's really bad, but I'm going to do it anyway. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not that's not how we think. We whatever we're doing is justified, even if it's perceived as wrong by other people. And that I think is true of characters that you yeah, play whether they're yeah. villains or not you know what I mean you don't judge yourself you, you're doing it because it means something to you and uh, then the story plays out and the audience takes sides or not you know yeah and Alsa really wasn't a threat until the people from Earth came to her home world you know it wasn't like it wasn't like an Independence Day situation where they come with big spaceships over our cities. Like, this is someone who, where uh, our characters, our heroes from Earth, are on your character's turf, or on Auset's turf. And Auset is balancing a, a, a very difficult platter of family and and providing for people and also answering to a, to a higher power. I wanted to ask, have you gotten a chance earlier in your career to play any other kind of, I guess we can't use this word, but bad guys or villains or people in the story who you are perhaps view as the antagonist no god i wish i had more opportunity to play the bad guys i think they're <laughs> so much fun because you can you can do so much more with them you know you can get away with so much more and uh but no i think uh Alfred is probably my first villain that's so cool i know i know i want to i want to be a villain <laughs> So what has it been like to join the the Stargate community and be ushered in that family? Have you gotten to know the fans or do any interviews or what has that been experience been like to, to do a sci-fi franchise, which I think this is your first, if I'm correct. Yeah, this is my first. Um, well, it's been a really welcoming community. So I've made lots of friends on Facebook and social media <laughs> and, <laughs> and everyone's been really friendly and lovely and supportive. And um, I've got fan art, which I really um, appreciate and I love. I think it's amazing. Um, and people have just been lovely. I really love it. Well, we're so glad that you are a part of the Stargate family, and thank you again for for doing this interview and, and shedding a bit of uh, a bit of light on your character. I want to ask before you go, any future projects you have coming up? Like, can we put your Twitter in the in the bio of the of the video and direct people to your social media? Like, where can uh, fans follow your your future career? So, um, I'm on Instagram, and it's Salome One, which is S A L O M E number one. Um, and then I think Twitter, but I can't remember my account. I'll find it for you. Um, I'll get it for you. <laughs> okay, I can't remember that one. Um, what have I got coming up? I have a movie coming out called American Fighter. And I'm not sure of the release date yet, but it's either going to be in the summer or beginning of next year. It's a sequel to another movie that we did, which is really good. Well, we look forward to seeing you in, in many more movies and perhaps many more villainous roles as well. Quote villainous roles. Yes! <laughs> I want to play a serial killer next. Oh, boy. so you're, you're really going for it. You're, you're just going all out. Like, let's let's try the craziest villain <laughs> yeah, we can possibly find. Crazy. Awesome. Well, best yeah. of luck. <laughs> thank you for, for taking some time to talk with us today. Oh, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. 